On today's podcast, we're talking about what to put on your blog post to promote your products and services. Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. Hello, everybody. Welcome to podcast number 123. This is Andrew McCauley, Autopilot Your Business. I'm excited to be coming back to you today to talk about blog posts and what to put on them. Heather Porter, I hope you are on the other end of this call. Hello. Hi, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Woohoo. <laughs> Yay. Hey, I'm looking forward to the uh, topic today because I know this is a topic that I get, and I'm guessing you do a lot when we speak around the place. This is one of the biggest questions we get is what, what do we need to put on there? So um, we get the idea of creating content and we're good at creating content, but what else do we need to put on there so that we can actually sell some stuff and make some money? Is that what you get as well? Yeah, all the time. And, and I'll even take a step back. A lot of people are like, do I really have to add content on my site like ongoing? Other, in other words, do I really have to blog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not only do I get that question, but also, of course, like, yeah, basically, how do I sell my stuff on my site? How do how do I do it? Because, um, you know, nowadays, other than just having a sales page, people are coming in your site in different directions from the home page. If they're Googling your business to a blog page or an internal page, if they're Googling a keyword, you know, if they're finding you from social media, there's lots of entry points into your site nowadays. So that's the key about having a site that sells is it's not just about having like a homepage and a sales page anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think content is not going away. We've been speaking about it for years. Um, it's just getting better and we knew this would, would happen. The content, the quality of the content's getting better. The quali quality of the videos that are being produced are getting better. And uh, I think it's part and parcel of a business these days. There is really no negotiation on this. If you're not doing content well, then you are going to not be doing internet marketing very well at all, I think. No, exactly. Um, before we get stuck in, is there anything interesting you, you've learned or you've come across or just read in the last last time since we spoke? Well, there was a couple of things I, I had down here to talk about and I don't know what I've done with them, but I do know that... Uh, uh, as all things change, YouTube's starting to change their look and feel a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed that um, just recently, but they're starting to change their look and feel. And um, hopefully it's not too much because, you know, once you get used to a site, and you know where everything is, then they go and change it on you. It's very, very annoying. Um, but I've, have you noticed that? Have you seen YouTube at all lately? Uh, no, not lately, which is surprising because they're only on there all the time. So, yeah. no, I haven't. Yeah, so okay. anyway, not not a big deal, but just uh, just just I think it's just they're keeping with in line with the need to change because they need to change for no reason at all. Everything everything's doing it though. Like like LinkedIn had a big massive overhaul in their design recently, and yeah. you know it's like it's just always happening, isn't it? They're constantly like testing and trying to work out what's going to be more user friendly, and you know it's going more and more into apps and mobile devices. So I'm not surprised. I, and then I just <laughs> I also did I just remembered what I wanted to to talk about. Actually, what I discovered this week is, you know, what do they? How long do they say the attention span of a goldfish is these days? 
of a goldfish. Yeah. You know, <laughs> say that we, we have the attention of a, of a goldfish these days. It's about six seconds, right? Because, yeah. you know, we've got the need for constant change. Kids these days are not concentrating as long as they used to because there's so many things going on. Well, Fox Sports over here in the US has just announced that during the NFL, the baseball, the soccer season, they're going to be publishing six-second ads. Wow. Six-second ads. So you can stay attentive for at least six seconds of the ad until it's finished. So uh, I just thought that was interesting to see how our our, society is going these days. It's kind of sad. Like, I mean, it's just it's just is. harder and harder yeah. to get messages out there. What will be like in you know? 20 years? We'll have one second ads, one second things. And if you can't make your, your point in <laughs> less than half a second, you're gone, your history. You know, it'll such be a fast-paced world. It'd be crazy. I know. Oh, my God. Wow. Anyway, what about well, you? What did you discover? You, you notice anything, come across anything yeah, that was interesting this week? I did, actually. I wonder if you've heard about it. It's called Duck's Soup. Have you heard of it? Duck soup. I think I have. Yeah, D U X hyphen soup dot com. Is this a Chrome plug? Is it LinkedIn? Yes, it does. Ah, uh, yes, I've used it and I've used it and abused it and been in trouble with it. But go ahead, let me hear about it. Well, I I've never come across it before, but I was talking to somebody in one of the um, like events that I was teaching at recently and they love it. They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I use it. So I basically use it and I find people. So apparently it's like, it's an extension that you put in Chrome and then you can go into LinkedIn and, and like, what do you use? Like keywords or something or job titles. And it'll go find all those people that match that. And then it will, find them as a, um, a list or follow them for you. And then you can sort of export them. That's my rough understanding. How, do, how does yeah. it work? Do you- so yeah, it does. It does. It works like that. So the, the pretense is that you go out and when you click on somebody's LinkedIn profile, um, they will likely, not always, but likely to look back and see who you are. Now, this duck soup, you don't you don't go and friend them. You just just click on their profile. You have a look at it, and then one you know LinkedIn tells you exactly who's been looking at your profile. You know who's who's been viewing you. So people yeah. click on you, and when people view your profile, that's when automatically this duck soup will write. Ken's, I think it's, I think they do it automatically, or you can just do a manual reach out and say, hey, I noticed you're looking at my profile. Um, would you like to connect and, uh, can I help you with your business at all? So Mm. they've reached out. So technically they're reaching out to you first. Uh, well, you've looked at their profile, but then they've come back and they've looked at your profile to see who you are. Now it probably works about 25 to 30% of the time. So one in every four or three people will actually go back and look at your, look at your, um, profile. Um, there is a, there is, depending on what, what level of LinkedIn you have. And I stopped using this because it became pretty expensive because you had to start paying the, uh, the 50 or a hundred dollar a month for LinkedIn premium to be able to make this work effectively. Um, but then I got shut down a couple of times because LinkedIn didn't like the fact that I was going and looking at these profiles. I wasn't, I was on the slowest setting. So you can have, you can have a, you can have a very active, um, uh, program where you're out looking at a hundred every hour, LinkedIn don't really like that at all. Or you can set it to a, so it's a hundred every day, but even still they notice that there's, uh, there's a pattern there and they, they, they can close you down and I had to fight to keep open. So I was a little bit hesitant with it. 
Good to know. Um, I just know that this this person I was talking to, they use it in conjunction with their the paid level, the seventy five dollar yep. a month paid uh, LinkedIn sales level that they have. Yes. And they they got ten clients within a week of using it. It's like really, and then I I knew you would have heard of it because of yep. all the social media work you've done. So I had to bring it up. But yeah. um, I mean, it's it's worth having a look. Go and check it out. Um, ju- mm. All I'm saying is just be careful. Don't don't get excited and and ramp it up to super speed. Because uh, you won't have a LinkedIn account, but as I said, you've still got to pay. Not only do you pay for DuckSoup, but you'll also pay for the premium LinkedIn um, account that you have to buy, whether it's seventy-five bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever it is. So, so it might yeah. be something to look into if you're in the B two B space and you're trying to target professionals. Um, yes, and and they have a little video on their site, DuckSoup.com as well, D-U-X-Soup.com, where yep. you can kind of watch how it works. Yeah, I mean, definitely have a look at it. Just all I'm just saying is. Just be careful. Be careful. Yep. <laughs> With any automated thing, I suppose, like that, you have to kind of be careful. Yeah, you know, they're all cracking. Even Twitter's cracking down now. The way you could go on, you, I mean, I got closed down on a Twitter account yesterday, um, and we were hardly doing anything really. We we followed forty or fifty relevant people, and they they closed out. Didn't close the account down. They just uh, made us change the password so that we weren't. Uh, just to make sure we weren't a spammer or, or an attacker. So they're all getting a lot smarter and more careful about their stuff too. So just just keep that in mind. Yeah, good one. So that's my tool. So what about, um, let's talk a little bit about blogging. And I, I thought I'd quickly define what a blog is just for those of you that are kind of new or have a newer website. Um, blog is just simply an area of your site where you do ongoing content posts. So um, they're very much like a normal page on your site, but it's just sort of slightly structured differently. So if you click on blog, you'd have them sort of with little summaries with a read more button really is kind of what that looks like. Um, And a blog can be called a lot of different things. It can be called a blog, latest news, free resources, tips, tools, you know, like it doesn't have to be called blog. But the key is that it's ongoing content that you put on your website over time. So it kind of forms a library of just ongoing amazing things. It can be done written. It can be in combination with um, audio, like our podcast over autopilotyourbusiness.com. That's actually a blog category. So our podcasts are actually blog posts. Um, And then you can also, of course, embed videos in them as well. Yes. And uh, there is, there really, there really is, it's it's up to the imagination, but you know, good quality, a good blog usually has a mix of all of those things. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So now obviously, um, well, not necessarily obviously, people will do a blog and they'll have it be really, really basic. So when you go into the article, it'll just be the content and then they'll leave obviously the menu at the top and then the footer at the bottom and maybe a sidebar from time to time. But they're pretty basic. The blog posts that I've, I've been to before they know the stuff that we're going to talk to you about right now. Um, there's a few simple things you guys can do to then turn your blog into a tool that generates business and leads for you. And the reason why this is so important, I just want to take a step back, is, is this. When you're blogging, couple things will start to happen. If you're optimizing your blog for like a keyword phrase, then people could find you 
or that blog post from Google. They could type in like, you know, how to lose weight in, you know, 30 days for summer or something. And let's say your, your article is titled how to lose weight for summer in 30 days. Then your article could come up as a result and then they'll click on it, go into your site. And that's the very first time they're on your site is that page. So essentially that's the landing page. Mm -hmm. Another way people could come in would be from social media, right? So then not only would you share it on your social media, but other people might share it and then people click in and come in from that way. So if you think of it from that perspective, if your blog is not set up, all your blog posts are not set up to actually generate leads and sell what you're, you're selling, your products and services, then you're missing out on potential traffic right there because people are coming in from these pages first time they know you and then you don't have any offerings for them from there, right? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm glad you said that because I was dealing with a client just uh, last week and their their vision of their website was a very, let's call it a linear vision, they thought that everyone will come through their homepage and they will travel accordingly to the different pages on the website without realizing that every page is a backdoor to the the web, right? And they're like, well, I don't want to put that that, uh, opt-in on my about page or I don't want to put it on all these pages because it's going to look stupid because they're going to see it on the homepage and then they're going to go through here and here and here. And I had to explain to them that that's not the case. That's my, that might be how you look at your own website, but I can guarantee that other people will find all sorts of pages as the first page of your website, not your homepage. And, uh, and, it, and it took a while to convince him about that, but uh, we finally got it through. But, it's, it, but that's how people think. It's like, well, I don't need it everywhere else. Yeah, you do. You need it everywhere. You need, you need opt-ins and that sort of stuff everywhere on all your pages. Totally. Good. So now that we've established the importance of that... <laughs> Would you guys like to know what to put on your blog to generate leads and sales? Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All two of them go wild. Yay. Yes, I'm cheering you on. All right, Uh good. So the first one is um, what you can do is you can add banner ads to your own products and services. So you can do a graphic like just a box, you know, a banner that sits throughout your blog or in your sidebar, which obviously those of you that have mobile responsive sites, your sidebar would drop down to the bottom of your blog post if, you're, if it's a mobile viewed site, but it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's desktop or mobile, you still have an ad banner that shows up somewhere. So sidebar is a good place and throughout your, your blog post. Um, and Andrew, there's a cool site that, uh, there's actually two that I'll bring up that do this quite well. One of them is called Cole's Classroom, so C-O-L-E-S Classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just Google it, you go there. If you go to their free tutorials, I think it's called free tutorials tab, that's the blog. They teach photographers how to be better photographers. Um, You'll see they have little graphical images down the right hand side, which are promoting the sort basically the e-courses that he offers on his website. So that's an example. Another one is um, on Marie Forleo's site. So M-A-R-I-E Forleo, F-O-R-L-E-O. And guys, if you ever want the links um, or more information, you could go to uh, autopilotyourbusiness.com and hit us up on the podcast tab in our menu. Um, So anyway, Marie Forleo. And from there, if you go into her blog, you will see she does this beautifully as well. So she actually has banner ads down at the bottom of her blog posts. So if you scroll all the way down, there'll be a little bar that says you might also like. And inside of that, you might also like box. She has a banner ad that, that sends you off to one of her products, um, which I think last I looked, she was promoting an e-course on copywriting. Um, and then she also has recommended 
sort of other posts that she has there. So she has a lot of um, visuals where not only is she promoting her products through um, a banner, but she's also promoting other blog posts through little sort of graphical images as well. So yes, that's what I mean. From that. um, if, if you are not a graphical designer like moi, um, $20 banners.com. $22 banners.com. Have you ever used them? H? No. Are they any good? Yeah, $20 banners do, um, they do a series of different banners for all sorts of ad banners, but you get the startup package and you get uh, all these banners, um, you know, for blogs and that sort of stuff. You can go into their most popular package where they do all sorts of Google ads if you're running ads as well that match your brand and your, and your, um, and your look. So um, $20 banners could be a good, good place to start to get your banners done. Very cool. Thanks for that. Yeah. Okay. So what else? So we've covered banners. The so banners, by the way, guys, are, are banners to promote your products and services. They would send people off into your different sales pages or shopping cart or whatever you have on your website. So you have those prominently placed throughout your blog. Um, what's another one that they could do? Um, um, what about links? Links inside their blog yeah. too. Totally. So you could link in the conversation. So when you're writing, you could link off to other blog posts. You could link to your sales pages. You could link to a given landing page that's an opt-in page that you're giving something away for free. You could link there. Um, I've seen Michael Hyatt uh, does this. He's If you just Google Michael Hyatt, he has a blog. And oftentimes what he'll do is he'll actually sort of put um, like a little grade text box in the middle of his blog posts um, It'll be just like a little gray box and inside of it, he'll just be writing words such as, hey, you know, you like in this article, there's a really cool little free assessment tool that I'd like to give you. Click here to go and get it. And then you can click on that and it'll take you off to a landing page, which is an opt-in page um, where he's giving you something away for free. So you go into his email list. Um, so you can, you know, have it kind of grayed out like that, like a little box, or you can just hyperlink words straight from inside of your writing as well. Mm, definitely. Good, Another good. one. What about um, what about those pop-ups that we see, good or bad, yes. and should we do them? Well, in my opinion, and from testing as well, um, the ones that pop up straight away are no-nos because if you are sending somebody, let's say somebody Googles, they find your blog post, and they're there, and straight away a pop-up's like, join my email list. How annoying is that? Because if you think about the person coming to your uh, blog post, they want to read it. They're like... I don't even know who you are yet. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> um, so they want to read it, you know, but the pop-ups that are working well are the exit intent pop-ups. And those are the ones that pop up when somebody is leaving your page. So then they've had an opportunity to consume your content, make a decision if they like you and if they want to stick around on your email list. You know, um, Google don't like pop-ups either, especially the ones at the beginning of a site. So, um, if you've ever noticed your traffic disappearing or, or slowing down because uh, for some reason you're not sure what it is, it could be because you've got pop-ups at the start. The exit intents are fine. The, the pop-ups at the start are the things that Google don't like. They Remember, their, their job is search. They want to deliver the best search results possible. And if your yeah. if your if your site uh, is delivering a bad experience because you go to see the the content that you've searched for and there's this big ad for something irrelevant, Google don't like that, so they punish you. So just be careful of that. I would be um, doing what H says and keep away from that and turn it into an exit intent rather than a pop up. Yeah, and. Um... 
there's lots of tools that you guys can use for that. There's opt-in monster. There's um, Thrive Leads, which is like a Thrive theme sort of plugin. These are WordPress things, by the way, guys. Um, so yeah, you have opt-in monster, Thrive Leads. You have also um, Pop-Up Alley. Pop-Up pop Alley. Yeah, exactly. Or Ally, I think it's pronounced. Um, yeah. So there's a couple for you that have an exit intent option um, for you. Very good, very good. And then, what about um, opt-in uh, forms themselves in a, on, a, on a blog post? Not pop-ups, for but just just there. Yeah, for sure. You guys want those, and um, a good way of having those is to get your developer or your web team to code those in there for you. So, how that looks is that at the bottom of every single blog post, you automatically have a little opt-in form that says something like, you know, hey, do you like this? Do you want more? Um, pop your details in the box below and get, you know, our access to our latest articles as they come out, something like that, right? So um, that's just, that would then link into your email list, whether it's MailChimp or Infusionsoft or Entreport or whatever it is, you can have a little box that sits there. So um, there's lots of ways, again, about going about that. You can get a developer help to help you. You can also, some of the tools nowadays, like if you use Entreport, um, there's like a little form you can create that it'll just show you exactly where to paste your code. Um, so yeah, lots of options there, but the key is that you have an opt-in form. The reason why is that if people are now on your blog post and they've read the blog post, so now they're all the way down at the bottom, chances are they've now invested in a good amount of time with you consuming your content that they're more inclined to now sign up to get more updates from you via your email list. So you definitely want to have that as well. Definitely. So just recapping, um, the things that you need to put on your blog post to promote your products and services. Uh, we spoke about banners. Okay. You can get, we've got some resources for you there. We've got, uh, links on your, on your website. So make sure you've got links that, that go to other pages, your money, your money pages. We've got exit intent pop-ups. And, and of course a pop-up will usually ask you for a name and address or an email address. Uh, or take yep. some other course of action. And then we've also got opt-in forms inside your blog post itself. So they're the four things, apart from all the other cool things you've got to put on a blog post. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, if you have a little checklist next to you when you write a blog post, because, you know, sometimes we get stuck in content, we're creating the content, and we forget to do these little pieces at the end. So these are the, these are the key points. It's almost like having a, you know, a TV show without the ads, all you're having is uh, you got you got to have ads, right? TV shows aren't going to be keep keep getting produced if they can't make money. So you've got to have some way to keep making money. So create great content, but put these little put these little ads, if you like, inside your post. Absolutely, and as Andrew said, remember people. Are are going to come into your website for the very first time on lots of different pages. It's not always your home page. So you want to be sure that whatever page is on your site that they're potentially finding you from, you almost treat that like a little mini sales page. It's a little mini entry point where you're promoting what else you do, whether that's your about page, whether that's your blog post pages, um, even you know on your contact page, could you have links that go off to other key areas in your business? So just be thinking a little bit more strategically from now on, and on you know how you're sort of I guess talking about what you do throughout your website. Definitely. All right, H. Well, where else can uh, people find out more about us? 
head on over to autopilotyourbusiness.com. Uh, we do have some articles on there. And we also have, of course, our podcast. So you can click in there and get access to all of our past podcasts. We are, of course, on iTunes. We'd love for you guys to leave a review. Anytime you leave a review, it helps uh, us get our podcast out there to more fantastic business owners such as yourself that might also need our assistance as well. So we'd love to see you over there. And thanks again for tuning in. And thanks again, Andrew, for all your tips as well. Thanks, H. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next time. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.